what the hell? Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. It is, uh, me. Yeah, boy. Stu McAllister with me as always are the dogs. I got Wean Dog right next to me uh, under the blanket. I got Sadie Dog at the end of the couch not under the blanket. I put her uh, partially under the blanket. I think the majority of it is she doesn't like her head under the blanket. She likes to be able to see what's going on. But she's like, fuck this blanket. And she does not get under the blanket. Uh, looking over the cat trees, I do not see the cats. So you guys know what that means. It means they are upstairs shitting on my bed. They are shitting <laughs> on my bed. When I got home today from work, when I got home, I went upstairs. I was looking for my slippers. That's how you're an old man when you, you, you wear slippers. Maybe some of you call them house shoes. <laughs> I call them slippers. Because I'm white. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm actually a guy who like, if you want to wear your shoes in my house, I don't give a shit. I, I don't. Does that mean I have no respect for my stuff and my belongings? Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. But I go upstairs to look for my slippers. I don't know where the hell they are. They were upstairs. And I look, and sure as shit, it looked like the cats had shit on... Uh, Say Dog is now jumping off the couch if you're keeping track at home. It looked like one of the cats shit on the stairs. And I'm like, God damn it. So I go to clean it up. And as I'm cleaning it up, I realize that it is not shit. It is they uh, hacked up a hairball, one of them. I'm assuming cow, but I don't really know. So oh, always a pleasure to clean up shit, piss, puke. It's happening all over this place. Am, am I the only one who owns pets? And uh, you have to clean. Say dog has jumped back up on the couch if you're keeping track at home. <laughs> she just gave me the winky eye thing. I, I'm only going to assume that some of you are uh, picking up piss, shit, puke off your floor because of your pets. I had a friend of mine, Lindsay, tell me that her uh, her baby shit in her kitchen or something. <laughs> it made me laugh. The reason she told me is I put that picture out that Matt Harper made for me. Matt Harper made me this little design of a cat tree and he's like uh, he added the words to it. he's like hey uh, do you know where your cats are or whatever it was something like that and she saw it on the insta on the insta insta and she did not know what it meant and I'm like well first off thanks for listening to the podcast <laughs> it's all I talk about 
uh, the beginning of every podcast for, you know, I don't know how long I've been doing it. Three months, maybe? I don't know. They are upstairs shitting on my bed. Uh, Say Dog has jumped off the couch if you're keeping track at home. And so she messaged me about, like, what the hell the picture meant. And I had to explain it to her. And that's when she told me that her baby shit in the kitchen. I was like, your baby is a goddamn savage. Jesus. Shitting in the kitchen, baby? What the fuck? But anyway, uh, how was your day, everybody? How was your day? Was it good? Was it? I hope it was. Oh, why? Because today is uh, February 9th, Thursday. Uh, Say your dog attempted to jump on the couch and failed, if you're keeping track at home. It is Thursday, February 9th, 2020. Trace, uh, hopefully it was a good day. No, no. Sadie, you are not going upstairs. No. Sadie. Um, hopefully it was a good day at work, good day at school. Pretty easy peasy. You managed. You lived. You survived. Uh, if it was a shit day, have a beer. Go to bed. Wake up. Tomorrow's Friday. Friday. It's motherfucking Friday. It's motherfucking Friday. Friday. Say dog has jumped back up on the couch if you're keeping track at home. So hopefully it was good. Thirsty Thursday. Maybe having a beer is something you should do anyway because it's Thirsty Thursday. If you're new to the podcast and we're six minutes into this shit and you're like, who the fuck is this asshole talking about cats shitting on his bed? Uh, I'm the asshole, Stu McAllister. I used to be a social worker. I used to be a comedian. And now I just make a lot of mistakes. A lot of mistakes. Today at my, the new job that I have, uh, I drive old people to and from appointments. I drive short buses. I drive party buses. That kind of thing. I only need a chauffeur's license to drive these big fucking things. Um, And that's what I do. So I'm still in training though. I'm in training and uh, for those who listen to the Patreon, they know that the person who's been training me is a little on the critical side. <laughs> and today, today was no different. It was not different at all. Very critical of things. And um, today, what made it even worse was that it was raining like a motherfucker, right? Raining like a motherfucker, raining like a mo- God was just pissing all over us he was pissing like he thought he was one of my pets just pissing all over my house <laughs> right so uh you know it makes it uh un uh, for me unpleasant to drive in you know driving this big fucking bus i don't know where i'm going i don't know what the fuck i'm doing everything's new you know, and then I, I got to go out and I got to get these people. A good majority of them are using walkers or wheelchairs or scooters or whatever. And I don't know these people. And old people uh, can be kind of grumpy. I don't know if you guys know that or not. Old people are notorious for being grumpy. Uh, prime example, yours truly, grumpy fuck. 
So the whole day, she's like, all right, this is going to be your bus. And uh, I'm just going to sit here as an observer. I'm like, okay. She didn't. She didn't sit there and observe. She fucking nitpicked and said shit. And uh, I was like, fucking Christly. Like, there was a point where uh, I'm coming to, I'm on a highway, or a very fast road. It's like 55 on the road. And I'm coming up to a light, and all of a sudden it turns yellow. So it's either the decision I'm making, oh, if I continue to go, I'm going to drive through a red light, because it's going to turn red no matter what the fuck if I keep going. Or I can do a little bit of a hard break and stop. So I did what probably like a rational person would do, trying to be safe. I gunned it. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I did not gun it. I, uh, I stopped. And she's like, oh, oh, Lordy, or whatever. And I said, the light was turning yellow. Either I'm going to go through it red or I got to do the hard break. And I said, I felt like I made the right decision. She just said something smart back to me. I'm like, what the fuck? You're my trainer, bitch. So we're, we use the phone. The phone is kind of what gives us our route, tells us about the clients that we have to pick up, that kind of shit, right? It gives us the address, where they are, where they're going, how, how they walk, if they're ambulatory or not or whatever, right? In each step of the way, you have to, I'm, I'm on my way there. I am here. I'm picking them up. I'm going towards the destination. I am at the destination, right? All these different steps, right? And you just kind of hit this button to, to move you forward through it, right? And so I dropped off a woman to her appointment. So I completed it. And I'm, we're, I'm going on to the next two people I have to pick up. And um, she's, did you complete that person? Yes, I did. Well, when I looked, I saw that it was still there. And I said, I completed it. And she's like, are you giving me attitude? And I really should have said, yes, yes, I am. I am giving you attitude. But I said, I didn't know if you heard me or not. Because <laughs> I completed it. I did what I was supposed to. You're not observing shit if you're fucking telling me what to do, you fucking weirdo. So it really, everybody, I'm not going to lie to you, everybody. It, it was at the point where I'm like going, all right, when we get back, I'm just going to go, I appreciate the opportunity. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, if you're a new listener, you will know that uh, I am very good at getting hired for jobs. And I'm very good at quitting jobs. Those apparently are the two things that I'm good at. I've probably had eight jobs in the last two years. Gross. It's nothing I'm nothing I'm proud of. None of the jobs I've, I've been proud of either. The only job that I legitimately like is a job where I was delivering Dippin' Dot ice cream. I enjoyed that job. But they did not want to treat that job like an adult job. And I just couldn't couldn't afford to continue to stay there. Very unfortunate. But but anyway, so I'm like, I got I, I gotta keep my shit together. I gotta keep my shit together. Do you do you ever feel like you're stuck in a situation and you fucking hate it, but you know you just gotta 
grit your teeth and bear it. That that's where I was. I feel like I'm at. I was. I'm in a job. I have this job. I'm in this situation where I just gotta grit my teeth and bear it. I'm like fuck. So as the day progresses, we get towards the end, and she goes, "How do you feel about driving?" And I said, "Well, I feel like I can do it. I feel like I can get to places." I'm not having problems with the boss. Um, it's okay. I know I'll make mistakes, but I don't think anyone will die. I'll, I'll get through it. It'll be fine. And she's like, okay, um, you can be on your own then. <laughs> I'm like, in my brain, I'm like, what? You've been nagging me the last two, three days about my driving and, and all sorts of other shit. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, it's, it was very weird. I'm like, the whole time she's just riding me and nagging me. Never, never once. Never once a positive thing, everybody. Very, very strange. Very much putting me in my place kind of thing. And I'm like, I don't fuck. What the fuck is happening? Why? I don't understand. Your trainer. I, I said this on the Patreon the other day. And please consider subscribing to the Patreon. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's a paywall. You pay five bucks a month. And what do you get for it? You just get extra podcasts. Freebies are Mondays and Thursdays, and I try to Patreon all the other days. So you get way more. So if you enjoy this shit, you'll love that shit because it's the same shit. Just more of it. More shit. But I described her as uh, like a mother-in-law who was just... Couldn't, was never going to be content with anything I did. And in order to be a good supervisor, manager, boss, trainer, you need to focus on the positives. I forget what the ratio is. It's like three to one or something. You've got to list three positive things for every negative thing. And she doesn't do it. She didn't do it. There was not, if for her, it was like three negatives to zero positives. <laughs> it shouldn't shouldn't work that way because it immediately turns off the person. It, t- it turned me off like immediately because I'm like, yes, I understand that I did something wrong, but you can correct me in such a way without making me feel like I'm incompetent, right? Lori. So she asked me, she's like, am I a good trainer? <laughs> and I um I wanted to go no <laughs> but because of my social work background I did the 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 stereotypical social worker positive reframe <laughs> I said you know your job very well you have very good relationships with the participants. That's what they call the clients. They call them participants, which I think is a god-awful fucking word, but whatever. I, I didn't come up with it. I didn't decide. If there, had been, if there had been a Twitter poll and they had said, all right, what should we call these people who use our services? Clients, patients, participants. Uh, I would have voted clients and not participants, but whatever. It's a dumb fucking word. And I said, as a result, you were able to show me how to do the job 
well. And I left it at that. <laughs> and she said, okay, well, thanks. Please don't bad talk me to others. And I'm like, why would I bad talk you? I don't understand that. Where is this coming from? What kind of weird self-esteem issues do you have that you think that I would bad talk you? I, what, in what rationale, in what weird world would I bad talk you? Crazy. Fucking crazy. Crazy. Crazy for you. Anyway, um, so I'm, as I'm going through the day, I get a phone call and I don't answer it. I didn't recognize the number. And it turns out, it's uh, I got a call from a place that uh, that I had sent an application to. <laughs> that I had mailed my resume or emailed them my resume and uh, guess what everybody guess what hold on to your hats hold on to your horses hold on to your britches hold on to whatever um it's a social work job <laughs> and longtime listeners know that uh social work for me has kind of been gone i had stopped doing social work many years ago to pursue the comedy thing. I had done comedy and social work together for a long period of time, right? But there there comes a time where I'm just like, I, I couldn't continue to do social work if I really wanted to pursue doing comedy. So I stopped, and in the process, I did not renew my license. So whatever. I do have a master's degree in social work, for, if that's worth anything. It really isn't. It really isn't worth a fucking thing. But um, I you know, I'm not really sure what I can continue to do to um, make a living, <laughs> to kind of live relatively comfortably. My expectations in my life, everybody, uh, have changed dramatically over the years, uh, and not not for the better, but for the more realistic of. I just want a job that will pay my bills. Is that difficult to have? Yes, it is. In this in this country in which we live, yes, it's uh, it's crazy. My my dream job everybody is a job where I do essentially like I'm doing comedy. I'm just driving, I'm kind of on my own. I'm not necessarily responsible to anybody. I kind of know what I'm supposed to do. I go do it and then there you fucking go. That was kind of why I liked the Divendot job. I was just driving everywhere. And I didn't really have to respond to anybody. I just needed, I had a route. I went and I did the route. And there you fucking go. It's great. So a social work job. I'm not necessarily going to tell you what it is. But um, so they called. And they're like, oh, hey, yeah, we're interested in interviewing you for this position. I'm like, all right. Okay. So I, I, email her because she emailed me as well i said oh, i can call you after four right i'll call i'll call you after four because i knew i'd be done with work by then call you after four and so i call her 
And I'm like, oh, hey, lady, uh, it's Steve McAllister. You called me about a position. Da, da, da. And she's like, oh, yeah, uh, I know who you are. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know who you are. Ah, we used to work together at the same company. One of the last social work jobs I had uh, was case management for mentally ill adults. And she's like, yeah, I knew you who you were. You were on a different team. She was like, I was on the ACT team. And you were on whatever fucking team I was on. And I was like, oh, great. That's cool. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to lie. I don't really remember you. And she's like, oh, yeah, whatever. It's all good. And then she, you know, so we're discussing things. And I was very brutally honest with her. I said, listen, um, I know my resume is very weird and it's very goofy. And I said, I know it's probably been five, six years since I've done social work at all. And I said, the, the rationale for it is because, uh, you know, I went, I went to try, try to live my dream of being the comedian, of doing stand-up, hitting the road. And I said, so that's, that's why. And I said, you know, and I told her, I was like, in the meanwhile, you know, I'd given up my license. And she's like, oh, yeah, I know. I've seen you do comedy. <laughs> what? Why? I'm always very, um, I'm not, I'm not at ease when people tell me they've, they know me in a professional setting and then they've seen me in my comedy world. V very completely different people, right? It, it's kind of like a multiple personality disorder I have where in, in the professional world, I can be very professional. Do I like it? No, I like saying fuck and eat my dick and lick my balls and shit like that, right? It's fun. It's fun. Fun. It's the best. But I know how to separate. Can you guys hear Ween? She's under the blanket and she's snoring. You hear that? <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm uncomfortable when people see it because a, a good portion of the time, people are, they are not able to, to be able to tell that you can separate. Right. When I, I used to work for a psych hospital that was uh, Christian oriented, it was religiously oriented. The program that I worked for was funded by the state, though. So we couldn't impose any of these weird like Christian belief shit. We weren't saying prayer before meals and prayer at meetings and there wasn't crosses and pictures of Jesus everywhere around the hospital there was but in our program no because we couldn't have it and that's why that's why I fit in because I'm not comfortable with the religious shit but I knew that I can be professional in the setting but people who work there were unable to see that you can have two different personalities so we got to talking and she's she was fine with no, uh, with me not having a license. I told her, I said, I have zero problem with uh, attempting to get it back. You got to take a test now. Back in the day when I originally got my license, I had to be supervised for two years, two years by a licensed social worker. And I'm not going to lie to you, everybody. I think that 
is way better than taking a goddamn test because you can graduate from grad school and have your master's degree and then the following day take a test and pass the test and have zero fucking experience and be a licensed social worker. I mean, you'll have your experience from grad school as an intern, but it just, it boggles my mind. It boggles my mind, everybody. But that, that's how it is. And uh, you, you know why it's that way, everybody? Insurance purposes. It's, it's for insurance purposes. So uh, I have a job interview with them next Thursday. So a week from today, I have a job interview. And uh, we'll see how it goes. It would be working with uh, mentally ill adults again. Uh, so I, it sounds like I have a, a leg up because uh, she knows who I am. She knows where I worked. Uh, she's seen the comedy. And she actually was like, yeah, I, kind of, I like that. I like that perspective that you have. Um, the company is, it's a county company. So that's positive too. It's not like a weird religious kind of thing. Sadie Dog has gotten up. She is left the couch, but she just moved over to the chair. So she has not jumped down yet if you're keeping track at home. So... Hopefully, it's a positive thing, everybody. I, uh, I Over the Patreon, the last couple of Patreons, and I actually said I probably shouldn't even have posted them, I've talked about my uh, current state of affairs with, concerning my mental health and my uh, depression. Look, clearly I have it, and uh, I am uh, more than willing to to be open about it uh although i am <laughs> i also realize i shouldn't <laughs> i know people are always like oh yeah hey uh, talk about your feelings and let it out and whatever and i'm like uh sometimes what there's a cost say dogs now jump down off the chair if you're keeping track at home there is a cost at it again kind of like the cost of me uh, when I was doing comedy and saying, lick my dick, suck my balls and all that at, at my uh, job at the psych hospital, there was a cost. I was, uh, I got in trouble in some ways. <laughs> I get in trouble in many ways. <laughs> but I feel like um, people will look at you differently, so, which is not a good thing either. I did have some people reach out uh, some listeners of the Patreon, and I appreciate them uh, checking in <laughs> with me. And it's a lot of the uh, your uh, you're not alone. Other other people, um, say dog is jump back up on the couch if you're keeping track at home. Uh, people letting me know that I'm not the only one who is struggling. And I understand that completely. Oh, say, dog, you coming over here? You're going to end up stepping on wean dog. If you do, I understand that. Uh, unfortunately I do feel like, um, uh, the, it's still a journey that you travel by yourself. 
as shitty as that might sound. All right. I know what I need to do. Uh, I'm attempting to take steps towards that. So uh, we'll see. We 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 will see. How about that, everybody? Uh, Twenty-eight and a half minutes, and I haven't said shit. I I always struggle with this too. About do the people give a fuck about what is happening with me? And the answer to that should unequivocally be no. <laughs> we don't give a fuck. <laughs> This is my own personal diary. It's kind of Mike Birbiglia. I don't know if you know that name, the comedian Mike Birbiglia. He had a segment on Bob and Tom many, many, many years ago called uh, My Secret Public Diary. And it would be like he was he was writing in his diary and then he read it on the Bob and Tom show. My, my secret public diary. So the, that's kind of what I feel like this has become with a lot less jokes, <laughs> a lot less humor, but whatever. You do what you need to do. And, I, and I've done what I needed to do. All right. All right. Um, God, there was, there was some dumb shit I saw on social media today. One of the dumb things I saw was um, I talk about this guy, uh, Eric Zane, a whole bunch. Uh, Eric was a guy who was on the radio many years ago, and uh, he had a morning show. Say Dog has jumped off the couch if you're keeping track at home. He was on a very successful syndicated morning show. He got let go from that. He had his own morning show. And uh, I sat in with him a whole bunch, and I had applied to be the second banana on his show more than once, and both times I, I failed and didn't get the job. What are you going to do? And now he's just got his own podcast. Say dog, dog is now on the couch again, if you're keeping track at home. This is what I deal with, everybody. When, when I'm not podcast, this stuff still continues, this old lady dog dementia thing. Um, but he's got a very successful podcast of his own right now. And uh, he apparently, on the podcast, there was a, uh, a drive-by shooting a mile away from where he lives. Now, Eric Zane uh, lives in Whitey McWhiteville. <laughs> there are no other people there than relatively affluent white people. Like, people where he lives, they would not want me to live in their neighborhood. They would protest the fact that I moved into their neighborhood. We do not need white trash white people living in our neighborhood. Fuck them. Now, I've said many times on this podcast, I live in hood light, all right? I live in a decent enough neighborhood, but shootings in my neighborhood are not necessarily unheard of. It's unfortunately, at times, relatively frequent. Where Zane lives, it's not frequent, right? It is. It just isn't. Because he lives 
in a, a very nice neighborhood. I've been to his house. It's a very nice house. He lives in a cul-de-sac. Uh, there are no fucking cul-de-sacs near where I live, right? <laughs> what I have are speed bumps. And they don't even call them speed bumps. They're speed humps. And apparently the difference between a speed bump and a speed hump is the speed hump is a lot bigger. It'll do more damage to your car if you're hitting it and do it going 40 or whatever, right? But there was ring doorbell footage of this drive-by shooting because, of course, everybody in Whitey McWhiteville uh, needs to have a goddamn ring doorbell, video doorbell. It seems weird to me that in these, these areas of town, these neighborhoods, these affluent neighborhoods, where crime is relatively minimal, everybody's got to have a fucking goddamn ring doorbell. So on the ring doorbell, it showed this car driving by, and then it's just beginning to get out of frame. And then whoever was in the car just fucking, I don't know, fired 10 shots at a house. Seems weird. Seems random. Whatever. I mean, you couldn't really tell the car. I mean, I, I couldn't. Maybe someone who's a car guy could, but I couldn't tell. It's all, it's dark, it's grainy, it's a, it's a ring video camera. It's not meant for surveillance necessarily. But he posted it, right? Because it's news and it's near his house, whatever. He's like, oh, yeah, if you, if you know anything about this, he can ID the car, call the cops, whatever. There you go. So I went and I did something that you should never, 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 never do. I went and I read the comments. <laughs> now, most of them were like, oh, God, that's awful. But there was one guy who was just comment, And, of course, he had to turn it political. Oh, the bleeding heart liberals. I'm going to tell you this right now, everybody. There's like zero bleeding heart liberals who live in Whitey McWhiteville in Ottawa County. Get the fuck out of here. Ottawa County is incredibly fucking red. It's incredibly conservative. Um, they fucking, they hate everybody, right? So he talked, he was talking about the bleeding white liberals, something about low-income housing, and I'm like going, what are you fucking talking about, man? Um, Zane lives in Whitey McWhiteville. And so do, if you live in, uh, it's Hudsonville. If you live in Hudsonville, you are also living in Whitey McWhiteville. Because he, uh, he kind of did like a backtrack. Because Zane called him out on like, hey man, uh, I know what you're trying to say. Stop trying to say what you say, you fucking idiot. I mean, I'm paraphrasing what Zane said, but. And the guy was trying to backtrack on it. He's like, oh, it's not a race issue. Get the fuck out of here, dude. You live in Whitey McWhiteville. Whatever home got shot up there is is probably, the value of that home is probably three times the value of my home. So, 50 bucks. <laughs> So it was just weird. It's just weird, uh, and it's um, it was extremely um, in poor taste on the guy. The guy wasn't able to read the room. 
I will, I've lived here for 30 years and I'm sitting go to hell. Blah, 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 blah. Fuck you, you fucking fuck. What a dumb fucking cunt. Now, we don't, I don't know who was in the car. I don't know the house they shot up. I don't know the rationale for it. The only thing that I'm willing to bet money on is whoever owns the house that got shut up, I will bet everything I own. I will bet my house, so 50 bucks, that a white dude owned the house. I'm, I'm willing to bet that money. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But it's weird when the dude turns a drive-by shooting into like some weird racial shit. I'm sh yeah. Fuck. What do I know? I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing about nothing. It's just I do live in a neighborhood where uh, drive-by shootings happen way more frequently than I would fucking want. But whatever. 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 Uh, I gotta. Was I tagging this? I, I there was some dude. No, I'm not sure where I saw this, but there was a dude in Alpena, Michigan. And I've been to Alpena, Michigan, and there ain't shit in Alpena, Michigan, right? There's shit and shit. So uh, apparently, the news up there made a big deal about this because a guy ripped off Dollar General. <laughs> oh my God, Stu! What did he do? Did he go in there? Did he fucking have a gun? Did he fucking steal from their register? No. No, he did not. Still, oh my God, did he go in there? Did he start a fight with all the employees? Did he sucker punch some people, knock their teeth out? No, no, he didn't. That would have been an interesting story. Oh my God, Stu, did he go in and did he fucking set Dollar General on fire? Did he burn that fucking place down? No, he didn't. He didn't do that either. Oh my God, Stu, well then what the fuck did he do? What kind of shit can you get in trouble for Dollar General? Well, apparently this dude went behind the Dollar General, as you're known to do, and for whatever reason, they just had bags of deposits of uh, cans and bottles. Now, maybe Dollar General, I have not been in a Dollar General in forever. Now, most places in Michigan have these machines that you put them in there and it crushes the can or the bottle, and then it gives you a receipt for whatever, and then you take the receipt to the counter, and then they reimburse you that way. Maybe Dollar General is just different, where you take your bottles to the counter, and they're like, all right, you got five bottles? All right, here's 50 cents, you fucking loser. Get out. But apparently they had big bags of bottles and cans, of which this guy stole. This guy stole... Cans and bottles. He stole the deposits. And I'm like going, Jesus Christ. If the dude stole $100 worth of uh, cans and bottles, that means he would have had to have stolen like a thousand fucking bottles. I'm sure a shit ton of those things are two liters. I'm sure Dollar General is just pumping out two liters. So I cannot imagine... These huge garbage bags. He must have, what did he steal? Like fucking 50 garbage bags full of bottles and cans. And it's a hundred bucks. But apparently the cops were called and the cops found him. 
because they had surveillance footage of it. And the cops were like, oh, yeah, that's Larry. <laughs> the cops knew because it's goddamn Alpena, Michigan. And the cops know every fucking loser in town. And so that means that's everybody because everybody who lives in Alpena is a fucking loser. <laughs> Alpena is also Whitey McWhiteville, but it's uh, Whitey McTrash Whiteville. <laughs> White Trashville. Whitey McWhite Trashville. That's what it is. Jesus Christ, dude. It is the opposite of Hudsonville, but still fucking white. So they went and they found the dude and they caught him. He did not have the cans and the bottles because he probably already went down to the fucking Walmart. I went down to the goddamn Walmarts and I got all sorts of fucking bottles and cans that I returned and I fucking changed them in. I got a hundred dollars and I used that hundred dollars and I bought me some pork rinds. <laughs> fucking pork rinds. So I just find it fun. It's funny that the news stations made that a thing. And the only reason why I think the news stations did make that a thing is because of the absurdity of it. The absurdity of stealing deposits. Why would Dollar General have them outside for anybody to come and get? Like, normally that's the kind of thing where, like, they got them in their back room, in their stock room or whatever, and then, like, Coke or Pepsi or whoever will show up, bring in new product, and then they'll take the bottles. Maybe they just ran out of room. Maybe everybody's guzzling fucking Coke and Pepsi and Alpina. They got zero goddamn teeth from all this sugar water. Whatever. I don't know. Just funny. It's weird to me. Weird, weird random shit. I mean, it's still like, what, a misdemeanor, right? It's not a felony. $100? Can't be, right? What are you in prison for, man? Well, I stole $100 worth of goddamn deposits from the Dollar General. Oh, man, that's thug life. You are a fucking thug life. Say dog has now jumped off the couch for those keeping dragon home. For those keeping dragon home. All right. Um, all right, I'm going to talk about this. Because uh, I've seen a lot of people shit on the movie uh, Cocaine Bear, right? Now, I don't even think Cocaine Bear is out yet, right? Oh, it's coming out February 24th. So it's not even out yet, right? It's not even out. And people are just shitting on it. They're like, oh my God, this movie looks stupid. Da -da -da, cocaine Bear? When are they going to come out with fucking... Uh, heroin moose or whatever when are they gonna fucking come out with meth head bald eagle or whatever dumb shit you know it's people people who aren't funny trying to be funny and they're not guess what they're not funny now i bring it up because i just love the concept it's a god it's a true story true story it's a true story of a drug deal that went awry uh they were uh, smuggling cocaine. I think it was in West Virginia uh, in small planes. Say dog is jump back on the couch for those keeping track at home. And uh, they, they, for whatever reason, I guess they were trying to throw the cocaine out into like a landing spot. They, you know, they're using 
propeller planes. You know, this is like the 80s, I think. And uh, some of the cocaine went awry. And uh, somewhere along the line, a bear got into the cocaine, ate the cocaine, uh, and they say was they they say that he was probably the most dangerous apex creature on Earth for probably thirty seconds, right? He's a fucking cocained out grizzly bear or whatever, right? Uh, it probably wasn't a grizzly if he was in West Virginia, brown bear. But uh, you know, he pro- pro- the bear probably died in minutes from all the cocaine it was eating. It did not realize like, hey, you probably shouldn't eat this fucking cocaine, man. I know you're going to feel pretty good. You're going to feel super cool for a second. You're going to want to buy yourself a really small spoon. You're going to grow out your pinky finger, your pinky claw. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you don't want to do that, okay? All right. Um. So, I mean, it's just the absurdity of it, right? Knowing that Drug smugglers threw cocaine out of the plane and a bear ate it. It's ridiculous, right? But they made a movie of it. This campy movie, Cocaine Bear. Like I said, coming out February 24th. Not a, This is not an ad. And to me, like, clearly, uh, Sadog has left the couch and is now on the chair if you're keeping track at home. Clearly, everything is uh, made up hyperbole. Sadog has jumped off the chair uh, for those keeping track at home. It's all hyperbole, funny, jest. None of the shit happened, right? Based on a true story, none of this shit happened, right? That's what they should just say. None of this shit happened. It shouldn't even be based upon a true story. It should just say in the beginning of it, none of this shit happened. <laughs> I don't want assholes to leave the theater going, oh my God, that shit happened? No, you dumb fuck. A bear did not eat a lot of cocaine and went on a very strange rampage. But people are going fucking weird about it. And I guess they're kind of coming at uh, Elizabeth Banks, the actress uh, who has been directed. She directed the film. She directed it and co-produced it. She shared how difficult it was to convince Hollywood power players that a woman could helm such a movie. She goes, I wanted to break down some of the mythology around what kind of movies women are interested in making. For some bizarre, Sadie Dog has jumped back on the couch if you're keeping track at home. For some bizarre reason, there are still executives in Hollywood who are like, I don't know, women can do technical stuff. There are literally people who are like, women don't like math. It just persists. She acknowledged that the new movie, which is based on a true story from the 80s, about a drug drop gone wrong that resulted in a bear ingesting cocaine is a ginormous risk, adding that it could be a career ender for me. No, it's not. Um, no one is expecting this thing to be fucking uh, great. I mean, it might do great. Um, but I don't think this is like a maker. Fuck, cocaine bear? You're going to fucking put your legacy on goddamn cocaine bear that tells me a lot about elizabeth banks and i'm going to tell everybody listening right now unfortunately i'm not a fan of hers i i try to be i want to be but i'm not i don't know why i i try but i can't there's just something about it that i'm like eh. but i do think this movie will be great 
Part of the trepidation is the lackluster box office performance of original comedies, uh, which has caused the industry to cool around the genre. And that's because, uh, I'll say this, too many people are fucking offended by shit. You can't make fucking just weird, gross uh, sexual romps anymore. Everybody's like, oh my God. And it's unfortunate. Because that shit's funny. Farts are funny. Banks, Banks is hopeful that the sheer zaniness of the concept, which I'm like, yeah, because none of the shit happened. It's not based on a true story, other than there was a bear that ate cocaine. The rest of the shit we made up because we don't know what the fuck the bear did because it's dead. It died probably instantly. Uh, the zaniness of the concept, plus the bloody horror aspect of a cocaine-addled bear ripping people to shreds. So, I... I'm looking forward to it. I think you should look forward to it. It's going to be silly. Weird shit. Weird fucking shit. And I'm down with weird fucking shit. I'm also down with ending the podcast. We're like almost at 50 minutes and I didn't do shit. Oh, Christ. Welcome to the podcast. I don't know how you guys listen to this tripe. (laughs) But I thank you for doing it. You did it. Somehow you did it. Um, so if you guys can do me a solid, if you haven't already, go like the Facebook page, like the Twitter page. That'd be great. If you could check out my T public store, that would be awesome. If you could check out my Macari store, that would be awesome. If you can't find the links to either of those, let me know and I will send you the links and uh, you can go buy some shit. That would be sweet. Uh, if you could do the whole rate review, subscribe on the freebie. That would be awesome. Apparently that helps the podcast in some way the algorithm i don't know apparently my podcast is the 716th favorite podcast in the country in the comedy bracket (laughs) so i don't know where that would be overall but hey 716th i'll take it that is the uh that's the area code for buffalo where i grew up 716th so i will take it so if you could do the whole rate review, subscribe, that'd be great. If you need a winter hat, I got two Elemental Podcast winter hats. Just 15 bucks. So there's still plenty of winter coming. So if you would like a hat, let me know. Uh, I can do Venmo, Cash, Cash App, or PayPal. And then I got five things I'd like you to do. If you could do these, go check out Extra Levels Gaming on uh, Facebook or their website, extralevelsgaming.com. It is a retro video game store in Holt, Michigan. And I know probably like five of you know where the fuck Holt is. Uh, It's a suburb of Lansing. And I know none of you live near that. So that's why I would want you to go to their website, extralevelsgaming.com. And you could buy some old retro video games from them. Right? I don't know if you got Atari, Nintendo, and television, ColecoVision, whatever. I mean, they got the newer games, too. The Xbox, the PlayStation, the Wii, whatever. Uh, Go check them out, extralevelsgaming.com, and buy some video games. Check out Matt Harper Art on TikTok and Instagram. Matt is an artiste, and he sells some of his art over on Etsy at Barefoot Gnome. Singular, Barefoot Gnome. So go check him out over there. Go buy some stuff from Matt, too. If you could, that'd be great. That's Matt Harper Art. Matt with two T's. The extra T is for titties. 
I need to ask Matt if that bothers him that I turned it into that. I got a lot of people who are like, oh, yeah, the extra T is for titties. <laughs> I find that ridiculous, but it's funny. I love it. Uh, check out uh, Magic JBM. Uh, my buddy John Midgley has a, a page on Facebook for his magic stuff. So it's Magic JBM. John's also a social worker. So I was messaging uh, him earlier today about all this weird social work shit. So that's kind of funny. So Magic JBM. Check out the Sunday Slaw on Facebook. That's Adam and Stephanie House. Married couple who eats a lot of coleslaw together. So check them out over there too. And then uh, uh, Adam is a realtor. And then Stephanie is like a broker. Is that her title? Broker. So he will sell you the house and she will get you money for the house. So go check him out though. The Sunday Slaw on Facebook. And last but not least, we got bare boards and tables. Cocaine bare boards and tables over on Instagram. And Mark has a little store on Macari for all of his woodwork stuff. So go buy a keychain from him, a cutting board from him, a table from him, some knickknacks, whatever. If you don't see anything that you like, message Mark, and he can probably make you something that you do want. So do those five things for me if you could. Consider subscribing to the Patreon. Just five bucks a month. Doesn't cost you a whole lot. Hopefully you get some laughs, or you at least go, oh my God, at least I'm not that guy. At least I'm not that guy. So uh, you guys are great. I'm done. I will see you guys uh, tomorrow for the Patreon. Otherwise, I'll see you on Monday for another freebie. Oh, today is my mom's birthday. I don't know if mom listens to this horse shit or not. If she does, she probably stopped listening a while ago. But it's my mom's birthday. Uh, I don't really talk to my mom a whole lot anymore. But uh, happy birthday, mom, if you're listening. I sent her a card. How about that, everybody? So, all right, that's it. I'm done. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you later. Okay, bye.